Hello. Hey, Yom. Yeah, yeah, good. Tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, so can I, am I allowed to do like two takes of this? Because I always yeah. mess this up the first time and it's like <laughs> not smooth and sexy at all. Um, <laughs> but my name is Zaid. I am a visual artist slash painter based in West End, Minjin, Brisbane. Um, I have been practicing full time for maybe the last three years. Um, shortly after which I moved into the place I'm currently living in now with my housemate Aleha, who I have uh, run a few local sh art shows with. Uh, we've done group shows featuring other artists and a few smaller shows featuring our own works, which has been really fun and exciting. So, yeah, I would kind of just, yeah, I'm a, a visual artist, painter, slash curator, curator. local show runner. Yeah. <laughs> you did that awesome. That, that went all right? Okay. Yeah, you don't need oh, cool. a second take. Don't doubt yourself. Okay, thank you. All right, you're right. I just got to back myself. I'm, yeah, you're I'm just, just being back silly. Okay. I won't. I'm not worried anymore. If you think that was fine, we can just roll with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. Okay. So, cool. can you tell us about your journey as a painter? How did you get mm -hmm. started and who yep. and what drew you to this form of art? What also who? Sure, sure. Yeah, 100%. I think like most artists i was always kind of gravitated towards it as a kid but in high school kind of the big changing point for me was coming across the work of ben quilty who is a australian oil painter who works in this really kind of visceral uh, textural style which i kind of ended up drawing a lot of inspiration off and I kind of tried to replicate that style of art in high school, thinking that it would be, you know, I was kind of like, oh, like this looks, this looks easier. This looks e easy enough, you know, like I could give it a go painting with palette knives. And it wasn't, it was extremely difficult. And all the first paintings I did just, it was, you know, kind of like sloppy, gray, sludgy mess. Um, so, it was something that I kind of just did for fun then and then, you know, let go after leaving high school. And then when it got rekindled uh, a few years ago, I was like, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I, I was like, I'm going to try and master this kind of particular style of painting that I tried and kind of perceived myself failing at um, earlier in life. So yeah Ben Quilty was definitely a big big inspiration early for me to begin painting with a palette knife which is kind of kind of my uh signature style I guess you could say yeah nice mm. so I was actually at Lonely's Bar in mm -hmm. West End mm -hmm. and um I saw one of your works there mm -hmm. and I thought it was super beautiful and obviously I was like oh my god it reminds me of Ben Quilty I mean mm. I feel like anybody who's an artist in Australia mm. knows who Ben Quilty is exactly yeah yeah um, 100%. and I didn't actually realize it was with palette knives that he that, that's how you do it yeah, I thought it was well, just by hand what like 
with with your with the little hands nudging and smearing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's funny you say that because I have been doing more of that lately, just kind of painting with my hands. But that particular piece of Aaron, which is hanging in lonelies, was done entirely with a palette knife, and uh, a lot of my work has been done kind of exclusively with a palette knife. I've really trying been trying to push the bounds of what kind of you know kind of uh shapes and and shading and um you know kind of grossly textural paintings i can make by lathering this paint on really thick with a palette knife and it's only been recently that i've kind of realized oh there's there's other ways that i can put paint on the canvas and so i've kind of been experimenting a little bit more lately with just even just using rags to kind of smudge and smear and then also with my hands doing finger painting has been so much fun um yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> mm. 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 Uh, yeah i really appreciate that though i yeah your first message to me about that painting and lonelies i was like oh that's really nice i'm glad that you know you kind of just saw a piece of my work out and about and connected with it yeah I mean, I, I certainly, you know how people are always like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Like, I never mm. think that. And yeah. even when you say yeah. it's like finger painting and stuff, it's like, guys, yeah. it's not just finger painting. It's like you no. have to wait for certain things to dry. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, what, how, you, you got to decide what colors to use. And, you know, e even like really abstract art, which is what often attracts, you know, a lot of those comments of, oh, well, I, I could do that. Like, or, you know um really kind of like you know childlike art or simplified art like that that's difficult that's i think that's one of the most difficult things is like showing restraint and being like i'm just going to use you know three colors and lots of blocks and stick figures or you know big splotches of paint it's like how do you decide when to stop and i think that's a, a something a lot of artists i know myself definitely like really struggles with i find i often will overwork my paintings so yeah that kind of i don't know it always makes me laugh people i go to galleries with friends sometimes and they say that exact thing mm. Mm. yeah i am literally experiencing that now that i'm playing mm. paint yeah like especially yeah. like spray paint and stuff yeah. And I'll reach a point where I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And I'm like, oh, I'll just mm -hmm. do this. And then Ooh. I'm like, oh, I think I might have fucked it. <laughs> I fucked it. Yeah, yeah. Just one <laughs> one stroke too far and all of a sudden you just, it ruins the whole thing. It throws the whole balance and composition. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it's so fucked. But, um, but yeah. it's fun, though, because then you learn, like, yeah. the limits and not to push it and, like, when yeah. to push it. And it's yeah. and then when you come yeah. through with something, like, when you think you have fucked it and you play with it more, you're like, oh, my God, this is so good. So yeah. have you always done art or do you work in any other industries? Like, you said that you kind of came back to doing this style. Um, yeah, no, I kind of took a long time off between high school well a long time it was you know maybe seven or eight years uh well it was seven years i went to uni and i studied a degree and you know did the thing you were meant to do to get a job and at the end of it i was like no nah, i don't i don't really want to i don't really want to do that i'd already 
kind of rediscovered painting in that time and things had just started happening in that regard and it it started seeming like I could maybe make a bit of a career out of it so I decided to roll with it at that point. Mm-hmm. Have you been mm-hmm. to art school or anything? No I haven't been to art school. I Me neither. Can... Oh no way. There you yeah. Go. yeah non-art school friends. I've been yeah. I've been I've been considering it. Hey, it's I can see the value in it, but I'm also like, I don't know, is it really necessary? Like, I've already got mm. what? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think a bachelor of fine art is a bachelor of fuck all. I think you will be mm. stuck in debt for so long unless you can fully pay off the debt, or you can shave some of the time off with yeah. like like life skills or whatever. Yeah, I think sure. that that whole 50k is just too much, and with the indexing of university, yeah, yeah, and you'll forever I, be in the trap for sure. And I'm I'm already in that trap. I've already got the hex step from my first degree, and I'm like, well, do I want to just go back and and double that, and then have to be even further in a hole? So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, if, if anybody wants to educate themselves, like, they totally should. There's nothing wrong with education. For sure. I just think that if we had like a Gough Whitlam situation where they were just paying for it, like, yeah, yeah, you know, go for it. Like, I have nothing against art school. It's just more so, you know, it's so hard to like even just get ahead and get a like stable housing these days, like we were discussing before, that, you know, you can learn these skills through like art classes and being in the community and through your own practice. And the internet is like huge. It's you know, honestly so... all it's all the all the information you need, everything that you could learn at uni is already at your fingertips, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um yeah, I think it would be I guess the the prompting is kind of the main thing for me, but then it's like, well, yeah, you're paying tens of thousands of dollars just to kind of have someone to nudge you to learn. Um and yeah, you can do that. You can do that on your own time. You yeah. don't need art school. Mm. Yeah. See, I was thinking about going back to uni. I've never been to uni, but I was thinking about yeah. going back to school or yeah, whatever yeah. and studying like art history. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, mm, I think I'm just gonna save up and buy a place first. Like, yeah, literally get a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a little bit of a little bit of self self education. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've been through your artistic style influenced by Ben Cruelty. So can you describe yep. a creative process from conception to completion? How do you mm-hmm. approach a blank canvas? Sorry, it's a pretty jam-packed question. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I was like, <laughs> just had to quickly break that down in my mind. So when you get a canvas, what is like, mm-hmm. do you, actually, even before you get a canvas, do you mm-hmm. have like an idea in your head and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I want it to be this size. You go to mm. the art shop store. You look at their mm. sizes. Yeah, yeah. It always starts with a concept or an idea, or you know, based off an experience or an interaction I have of someone, or with a, a a dream of you know someone or something. Where I'm like, oh, okay, this this is something I could see coming to life on a canvas, and then. Sometimes it turns into a sketch. Sometimes I um, just need to get started straight away and I'll throw a bit of canvas up or go to the art 
art store and buy a couple uh, and then just kind of like, I guess, fumble my way through it for lack of a better word and just feel it out and see what feels right and, you know, maybe do a, do a sketch and figure out the dimensions and think, hey, this has got to go on this size canvas or literally just throw something up on the wall that's kind of doesn't have strict boundaries and just um, see what comes out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of layering in my work. So, you know, to kind of get to that final product of it looking really kind of, you know, robust and textural and, and completed, um, there'll be kind of a lot of layers that go in underneath that final big stroke with with the palette knife so often you know i'll have several pieces up in the studio at one time and we'll just add like kind of go through in stages like almost all the paintings i've 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 created in the last couple of years have been done in these series where you know even if the two paintings are seemingly unrelated you know they're commissions for two different people if i'm making them at the same time it's becoming this mini un- unknown series to everyone else where I'm, I'm using the same color palettes and i'm thinking about them in a similar way and applying the same style and trying to get similar effects of of shine or, or gloss or or flatness yeah no yeah, yeah that all makes sense yeah no it made made me think about like when Monet would do his oil paintings mm. and when he would, you know, this is obviously before he went blind, but like yeah. he would literally just work with a palette and a mm. theme and with your theme, mm-hmm. obviously like commissions for people yeah. or whatever. And mm. yeah, he would just make built off that like color palette and everything like that. Yeah, And it's almost like this like, little snippet of this time period and it's yeah. a series to you and perhaps in the future if you had like a retrospective or something mm. it would actually come across as like this is the gray tone period or you yeah, know whatever yeah. it's the, yeah. the sad period or the, <laughs> the bright period yeah yeah and, yeah. and yeah i i definitely can kind of see that in my own work looking back now and like seeing those patterns emerge and being like oh man, i really was not in a good headspace when i made you know these particular works and you know i'm i'm looking at the these things that i created for other people and seeing how i've imprinted myself into them based on what i was feeling at the time yeah so what kind of works are you making now based on your emotions would you say I'm using a really warm color palette at the moment, like these red ochres and kind of mustard yellows and I guess like a pistachio kind of green. So it's like a lighter green. And I feel like I'm about to enter this transitionary phase where things are going to change and the, I guess, my paintings are kind of reflecting that in a sense where they're they're depicting kind of all the uh, uh, a variety of different things from flowers to to portraits to 
human figures, but it's all in a way like forms this portrait of what I'm feeling, which is things are about to change. You know, the 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 leaves on the the plant in the flower pot are dying and about to fall off, and you know, or maybe it's a, a figure that I'm working on that's kind of looking off into the distance, real dramatically, but it's all seems to be kind of um yeah around around that idea of change and and of fluidity which is what the show that i'm working on at the moment is about um so yeah those themes are i guess kind of becoming kind of pushing through i don't know how the color palette plays into that but i just think it's lovely and nice so i want to paint it yeah that's okay mm. <laughs> and did you want to plug mm. your art show so i'm having a show at lonely's bar on the 30th of september which is a saturday and i'm gonna be putting together a new body of work for that in which the theme is fluidity and i'm looking to kind of represent that with different forms of the human figure and also with floral works because I think that they are really fluid and transitionary so I want to feature those uh, I'm also kind of around the idea of fluidity I'm, I'm going to have kind of different forms of art there on the evening so a big part of the exhibition is going to be spoken word poetry and I've got uh, four local poets who are going to come and speak and there's going to be a bit of live music and maybe some projection art and yeah it's going to be a really really fun night i think yeah and aaron's <laughs> a really lovely host as well the guy who runs he, the bar he he's a great host yeah he's been he's been really good to work with hey he's been very accommodating and yeah you know he's kind of happy to help me make whatever i want happen happen which is can be a little bit particular and pedantic at times. So he's been really accommodating with that. Yeah, he's so nice. Yeah. When, when I was at yeah. my friend's going away party yeah. and just really like off topic, yeah, like he, I just cool. thought he was like the coolest dude that I'd met in like oh, a yeah. really long time. And he's like <laughs> yeah, this he... old school graffer who like, yeah. honestly, he got, so he got, his, his bar got shut down and then it got turned mm -hmm. into something else, the cafe mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, man, money's just money. I don't care. And I'm like, yep. oh, my God, you are sick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's living that bohemian lifestyle. Like, he just loves it. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's great. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have that there. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. Mm. Man, I haven't had a solo exhibition in seven years. That shit is so draining. Yeah, it is kind of exhausting. Hey, I'm trying not to think about it like a solo ex exhibition because I'm like, that will suck the life out of me. Yeah, true. Sorry. So, no, no, it's fine. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not, you know, it's, I want to feature the poets as well and it's a big collaboration with them. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a group exhibition for all intents and purposes. I love this. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Not a solo is a group. Love it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's all good. So many artists have rituals and routines that help them get into the creative mindset. Do you have any mm -hmm. habits or practices that aid you with your artistic process? Mm, for sure. I think the, the, the first one that comes to mind is 
smoking a flat bats blue because that always just kind of fits the spot and gets me in the mood but yeah i, I guess i have like a, a little routine that i go through of you know getting in my painting clothes and you know get tie, tie my hair up and put the gloves on and usually at the end of that i feel ready to go i guess it's kind mm -hmm. of like I don't know, putting the, the uniform on and um, getting in the right headspace with a spliff and a little bit of music usually does the trick. I did a painting for my last solo show at the end of last year, which was, it was kind of like the, um, you know, central piece of the show. And it was kind of connected to it was the original piece that gave me the idea for this show fluid forms in a few weeks and it's just it's called three's a crowd and it's essentially uh, a scene showing these figures all kind of mashed and muddled and uh, crushed into one another with all these limbs kind of flying all over the place but it's done in this really kind of, uh, I guess, reduced way where you can see a lot of the original sketching that I did and there's lots of kind of exposed canvas. And I, I created the piece um, in a day, about a week before the show, um, just kind of in this manic moment of this show needs something to tie everything together and really, really, I guess, um, bind everything and I created this piece and it's uh, done across nine panels which are 40 centimeters each and then that's all kind of brought together and framed on this MDF board and yeah it's just big and kind of fun but I feel like it holds a lot of significance for me as well. Yeah it sounds like you needed to get something out. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that was just it was just full me projecting onto the canvas you know a lot of the other pieces i did were it was of someone i knew someone that i loved someone that i respected or you know it was i did a, again a, a lot of the floral pieces which i really gravitate towards but this one was something else it was just kind of pure emotion and carnage happening on the canvas hectic Mm. I love that. Mm. That's so good. Thanks. And did you sleep really well after you did it? After I did that particular piece? Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. I did. I felt, yeah, yeah it was kind of like, you know, the last piece of the puzzle that um, fell into place for that show. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, uh, that's a funny question. Because, you know, like right now, my sleep is horrible because there's a show coming up in a few weeks and I'm like, it's, it's, you know, all those classic anxieties around having a show kind of go through your mind, but it's, yeah, that moment, which will come after this show is that like feeling of satisfaction and, and completeness with what you've been working on for so long. Yeah. Well, if I can come to your show, if I'm not going to be away on this personal stuff, mm -hmm. I'll definitely be there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Hey, that's, and anyone that's, else in Brisbane should come. Everyone else in Brisbane should come along. It's going to be great. But that's that. Yeah, that's one maybe, and I'll take that. That's 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 all I need for now. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thank you. 
No, that's okay. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. How old are you? 27. 27. Yeah, you are yeah. in that transitional period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what makes you think that? I think your 20s are like, so I'm mm. about to turn 30 mm -hmm. in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And your 20s are really strange because like in the beginning you're like super excited and like woo i'm out of school rah, 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 like yep. i'm a dog now yeah and then comes like the soul crushing like oh my god i'm an adult now like when you're 24 mm -hmm. 25 26 mm -hmm. and then when you hit 27 you're like okay i'm no longer gonna get really like this time back like I need mm. to really start focusing on what I should be. That was my experience of it anyway. For sure. No, no. I feel like that's a hundred percent been the case for me. Like I almost became a little bit jaded this year where I, I lost a bit of that sense of excitement, which was, you know, twenty-three to, to twenty-six. And it was also new and it was also novel and the possibilities were kind of endless. And then this year I've been forced to I guess readjust and reflect on okay well, what do I really want out of this why am I doing this I can't be purely motivated by excitement anymore there's got to be something something more that I'm working towards and I've been I guess reflecting on working to figure out what that is mm -hmm. and I feel like as I'm coming to that decision it's going to lead to kind of all these all these changes in the future, which I, I don't know what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I can I just jump in there and yeah. So yeah. One thing that I've learned over the past couple of months is that yeah. you need to have like anchor points in your yeah. life. Sure. You need to figure out what your core values are and what's important yeah. to you. Yeah. If you don't have anchor points, that's yeah. when you get lost. And mm. it's almost like you're just going through life without any purpose. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. An anchor point could be something like ensuring that you're making art that's impactful for young people or whatever. Sure, sure. You know, I think the other good thing would be is just practice lots of self-care while you're going through this period. Sorry, this got yeah. really deep really quick. But, no, no, please tell me. <laughs> but literally like, practicing lots of self-care like you know if you think maybe you're smoking too much weed maybe look into is that a coping mechanism you yeah, know well, am i not am i not doing it just to relax anymore am i doing it just to well so I don't the, feel for sure and yeah maybe you you've hit the nail on the head there and there, yeah there, there are other things like that where i have been forced to reevaluate or you know it's um yeah, am I doing this because I enjoy it or am I doing this because I feel like I need to do it? And that even applies to, I guess, my practice and my work in a certain sense is, is it, am I, am I feeling compelled to do this? And if not, then why am I going to continue doing it? Um, and when I say compelled, I just mean in like that physical sense of being bursting with creative energy and wanting to create lots of new pieces all the time and trying to cope with that that's not always how i'm going to feel and i'm not always going to want to do it and it's not always fun like i i feel like you must have gone through 
periods like that. Dude, I've just your... come out of that period. I did not yeah, create right. things for like two and a half, three years. I like could not find the energy to create. Yeah. It was not yeah. fun anymore. And that's yeah. why I set up this tarp behind me. Yeah. Put like a little bloody Kmart fucking stand there and was yeah. just buying shit and just printing yeah. it out and just being just, like, I'm just going to go back to basics and just have fun because yeah, no, I need to just, play. Just have fun with it. Yeah, just fuck around. Yeah. Like, that's, that's uh, w with your question before about the process, I think to sum it up in a few words is it, it's just fucking around. Like, whatever the order is or the sequences of buying things or putting things together, you know, there's kind of, I feel like it's got to have for me that element of of it's 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 new and it's interesting and i'm playing and i'm experimenting um i don't want it to be monotonous or mundane which is kind of goes against a lot of i guess what you you're told to think uh in as an artist in terms of practicing and using repetition and developing a method but i think the fucking around is as important as all of those things yeah. if not more sounds to me like you want to just be curious you want to fuck around and find out you yeah know? well yeah. yeah and i think as a an artist who hasn't been to uni you can appreciate that because i mean there was nobody that like taught me how to paint i just it was just trial and error and just mm -hmm. trying something and it not turning anything how I wanted it to look and then just trying again and trying something different and not being too too worried about what the final result is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, we're going to jump off this really deep subject, if that's okay. okay. That's okay. Let's move <laughs> I'm gonna on. I'm going to go into some lighter things. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do it. Uh, so how do you balance the business side of being an artist, such as marketing, selling your work with mm -hmm. the creative mm -hmm. aspect of painting? How do you find business and art? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Business, the light stuff. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think trying to separate the part of me that, that wants it to be enjoyable and then the part of me that knows that some days i've just got to get to work and that it's i've just got to treat it like a job and if that means that i've got to be my own uh marketing person or uh you know publicist or uh agent or you know representative or whatever whichever role is gonna help me reach more people and spread my art further then i've just gotta on days buckle down and do that and yeah. treat it like a job it kind of fucking stuck sometimes but that is the life of an unrepresented artist and the silver lining is that all the bullshit admin and you know stuff that you've got to do to make your career happen it it makes me excited about painting because i'm like oh finally i i get to do what i'm actually doing i get to do the actual thing which is painting so it's just finding ways to 
enjoy it and rationalize doing the work in your mind or like whatever you've got to tell yourself to do whatever you however you've got to convince yourself to do it just do it yeah mm. i mean i can tell you i got an agent and he did fucking nothing for me yeah so. I, like what's you know no one's going to represent your art as well as you are right yeah i mean he tried he tried a lot of things and i still have a lot of love for him but yeah. it's not like you know it wasn't like a full push like i thought it would have been you know yeah, like you thought that he would perhaps kind of project you into the next level or... No, because, like, they're representing, like, 100, like 100 people, 50 people, whatever. Yeah. And right. so, you yeah. know, they can't always spend... And when it's, like, a constant no, no from, like, publishing houses or whatever or what, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. then they can get a little bit frustrated with it. And you're like, okay, yeah. cool, I learned a few things, like how to yeah. format emails to these people and whatever. Sure, sure. Um. But yeah, don't worry about getting an agent. We don't really do very much. And my friend who is actually a writer in um, America, he's quite a big, like, writer. He has an agent and he told me his agent doesn't do anything either. So. (laughs) It's basically a common theme, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you cut know, out the middleman. You know what I mean. Just cut out the middleman. You know what? Like, what are they really doing for you? Like, you can't do yourself if you don't know how to write emails. Just go. You don't even have to go, Google. Go it. on ChatGTP. Go on ChatGPT. Get the AI to write it for you. Like, you don't have to yeah. do anything yourself anymore. Yeah. The, the AI can be your agent. Just yeah. Yeah. But I will say, if there's anything that legal comes up, do not fuck around and find out. Just okay. get a fucking lawyer. Just get a lawyer. Don't, Just get don't a lawyer. Around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to fuck around with any of that kind of kind of bullshit. I um, I actually studied law at uni, so that was kind of my um, the thing that I'm trying to avoid doing at all costs is is that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I did not study law at uni, so I'm fucking around and finding out. No, I wouldn't. I would honestly, and like, like I feel like in this situation, I might be like, "Oh, that's so sick! You could be your own lawyer." But I would be the world's worst lawyer. So why the fuck would I do it? Like, there's a reason why I didn't. I I didn't pursue that as a career. So yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be reading any contracts or anything. I would, I would definitely watch rather pass that on to someone else, but I don't even know. Yeah. I guess is that, that would come along with representation or, or something like that with a gallery, right? If you're getting contracts or, yeah, or, or someone, like, someone sues you. Yeah. Or if someone, yeah. or you need to sue someone for copyright or if True, yeah. you, um, we're going into a branding deal, a licensing deal with somebody for a matter of like, you know, number of years yeah sure sure yeah um there's a whole i mean yeah there's a whole heap of stuff see i don't even i don't even know like what good was all that was seven years of study i don't even know you know you know more than i do (laughs) i've read a lot of contracts though so yeah well there you go you're far more experienced than i am but see i'm more of a commercial artist than than you are you're more of a fine artist whereas like Mm. My my come up was mm-hmm. being commercial, so yeah. yeah. Now I'm like I want to be more fine art, like I'm over yeah, the bullshit okay. business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that's kind of, and I guess that's 
well, I guess there's that business bullshit and everything, but I get that that was one thing that drew me away from doing murals, for example, because there's a lot of that, you know, you kind of, there's so many commercial jobs going around and you've got to jump through all those hoops to please clients and do all the business. And yeah, that's not what I want to spend all my time doing. So if you could be represented by anybody in Brisbane, who would it be? Or any gallery in Australia? Anyone in Brisbane? Uh, I don't know. Hey, I've actually been going around to the galleries in Brizzy recently and just getting a bit of a feel for them. And there hasn't really been anywhere where I've been like, hey, I could see myself being in here. I kind of feel at home. I, I do really love Jan Murphy, who represent Ben Quilty. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, I don't know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Like, it's, it's just feels like that, that would be uh, further down my career kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But for where I am right now, there hasn't really been anyone that's really jumped out at me, which is why I haven't um, necessarily been actively pursuing it yet. Because when I started thinking about representation being something that I wanted, that that question came up where I was like, oh, shit, well, who would I want to be represented by? And I, I don't know. When I find that person, I will harass them and you know i'll ask over and over until be at every show <laughs> be at every show literally be at every show be like hey it's me i'm here again um but no maybe maybe in a more subtle way but yeah i'll 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 find my way in one way or another but i just don't know who that person is yet if yeah they're out there if they're, if they're listening let me know yeah. Reach out. <laughs> yeah, you can contact Zadie. There's you, a contact can, in the show notes. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you can contact me. Maybe that would be nice. Yeah. No, because yeah. I do really love your work, and I think it is like oh. it has the capability to be in like most galleries in Brisbane. Mm. You know. Thanks. Mm. Um. Just never doubt yourself, brother. Just like, yeah. you know. It's the doubt. The doubt is back. It's the wanting to repeat my intro doubt has returned and it's the <laughs> it's turned into gallery <laughs> doubt now. But No, but it's also like, you know, I understand what it's like. You don't want to come across as like uh, like narcissist who is like, no, I'm no. the best. I should be in every gallery. Like, you know, I totally yeah. get that. You're a person mm. who's like constantly thinking. You seem like you're very emotionally intelligent. Like mm. you don't, you know what I mean? Like you know that there's ways in which you can improve and you're not mm-hmm. yet at that Jan Murphy level, but you know, you exactly. haven't reached the starting gallery yet. No, no, I, I haven't I haven't found that that starting person yet. But, but I would like to say though, I was talking to yeah. a friend of mine, I'm not gonna say who, when he was okay. getting out of his gallery representation. Uh-huh. And he was like, from what I remember, he was like, yep. I was like, why would you do that? That's like every artist's dream to be yeah. represented yeah. by a gallery. And he was like, dude, yep. it was too limiting. He was yeah. like, I couldn't do yeah. what I wanted whenever yeah. I wanted. I had to yeah. like constantly go past the curators. Like, yeah, and he sure. just didn't like it anymore yeah. after yeah. like a couple of years. So, and 
I've I've heard similar kind of stories to that and it's definitely something you know autonomy is something that I really really value at the moment and is definitely another reason why I haven't really been actively actively pursuing it because I feel like I'm still discovering exactly what kind of artist I want to be and how I want to represent myself and painting the same thing over and over again does not really appeal to me so I feel like at the moment I don't fit into the box that uh, uh, galleries are looking for but I know there's there's all, all different kinds of arrangements that can happen with galleries and I think it comes back to that thing of just finding the right person to work with and finding someone who's going to be happy with an arrangement that works for you but there's always kind of pros and cons about it hey you know they're going to take a big cut and tell you what to do so you, you've just got to decide if that's something that you want I guess mm-hmm. yeah mm. bro it sounds like you should just open up your own gallery to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know about that sounds that sounds like a lot of admin hey <laughs> yeah but that's why you get like grants and shit and you're like employed I know, people. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I need well that's why I need I need some staff I need a you know a freaking agent or someone who's gonna do all that stuff for me yeah, just don't get interns and not pay them. I find that get- really strange in Australia. <laughs> it's such bullshit. Unpaid work is no, I, that's not something that I, I especially when it's whatsoever. already in the arts and you're like, uh... yeah, exactly. Like we're already not getting paid anything. Like you don't need to exacerbate it by not paying the people you employ. But yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know how to open a gallery. You know, that's that's something that I, I would I feel like is is later down the track. Like, what would I even do, you know? Just, oh, I don't even want to start thinking no, about that. That okay. sounds stressful. Was, sorry. <laughs> that sounds so no. stressful. No, okay, but, we'll go on to something nice. Don't worry. So. No, no. I, I, I appreciate that. I think it's a, you know, I, I see the value in it. And, like, the idea of having my own space like that is definitely tantalizing and it's something i've daydreamed about but yeah just around now, hey. yeah. yeah tracy emin who's like my favorite artist ever yeah um she opened up her own school and she yeah, has cool. like like her own gallery space and stuff and i'm just yeah, like yeah. And it's in, i think it's in brighton and cool. where she's from and yeah. I'm just like, oh my god! I wish I was yeah. an artist living in Brighton. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with my own gallery, like, and see, just like yeah. hang out and just be like, I went to Tracy Evans School, you know? Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be pretty, pretty glamorous. I don't know. I'm not familiar with her work. What is like? So she collage as well? Or? Oh, a little bit. Like she does more bit, like yeah. fabric collages, but yeah. She did my bed, which was the bed with the, um, it was an installation at Sachi or something. And mm-hmm. anyway, it, it was a bed that she had slept in for like a week. Yeah. And she's really well known for her neon signs as well, like the cursive yeah. neon signs. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's, are oh, you looking her up? I'm looking her up, yeah. yeah. Sorry, did I disappear? No, you're all good. Mm-hmm. No, no um but yeah, yeah no she's fucking sick she's like i think oh, she's one of the coolest yeah. 
and she yeah, also did yeah. my tent which burnt down and her tent yeah. um named all of her lovers and all these mm -hmm. people and they were mostly mm -hmm. like men who were pigs and yeah. just like a really sick like i don't know she just talks a lot about her experiences and stuff i just i love her i think she yeah, is like cool. incredible mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, oh, I'm just laughing because, like, it's I could just talk about her forever. <laughs> like, yeah, it's funny how, like, yeah, your your inspirations or or those people for you kind of like how Ben Quilty is that for me. Like, I feel like I could just I feel like I could talk about him and his career easier and longer than I could talk about myself. You know, it's just like, mm, this person, they, they <laughs> do something that is so incredible. And I want to talk about this with everyone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You got to just like channel that into you. I think mm. you need to do get like a journal and do some like exploring. Mm. Yeah, I should do journaling. That's mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really definitely. it's something I've, I've dabbled with sporadically, but never committed to. Hey, you don't even have to commit to it. You can do it sporadically. You could just You're have right. like, right. you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, I need a. You're right. I need to stop sensationalizing it and making it that that it needs to be this big thing or that it needs to be a habit and just do it when I feel compelled to. Yeah. Mm. You know, like even if like you're before you go to bed, if you're like, oh, actually, instead of sitting on my phone and doom scrolling for like two hours, I'm actually going to yeah. spend ten minutes. Mm -hmm. writing in a journal and exploring these inner dialogues and thoughts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry yeah. you can tell i work in therapeutic childcare because or not childcare, yeah, child yeah. protection because that's, that's yeah, like I literally what i talk that. about that's, all day that's, i, I, I want to ask you more about it but i don't know if that's like oh you can ask me about it afterwards they talk, you can ask about, afterwards? about okay. me now yeah okay i right. mean talk about you now sorry <laughs> <laughs> No, we're actually talking about me. Let's. No, we're actually talking about me. <laughs> um. All right. So, what do you hope people take away from experiencing your art? Is there a message or a feeling you aim to evoke in your audience? I think the message or feeling, you know, it's 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 fluid for lack of a better word you know it it varies and changes but i think something that i desire and seek is is just that connection which is somebody sees the work and it resonates with them whether it's because it's 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 dark and and drab and a bit macabre or because it's warm and, and and bright and invokes some kind of sense of joy like whatever that emotion is i want to be able to convey that to people and and have that reach people and not just people who know about art but people who would say they don't know about art which is lots of people and those are often my favorite people to connect with through um my work because i don't know i feel like it's it's it's, it's just kind of special you know you're you're it's like you're taking someone's heart virginity that's a terrible analogy but you know what i mean like it's that that you know if you can be that point of contact for somebody who 
had maybe thought that they didn't understand art or they'd never really connected with art, I think that's a, a really, really special thing to experience. Yeah. What mm. was that experience like for you? That sounds like it was a really profound. Do you remember the first time you, or when you had your art virginity taken away? When I had my art virginity taken away. It was, uh, it's, it's a kind of obscure memory, but it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in primary school, I'm maybe seven or eight years old and I'm, I'm in, we're doing art class or something. And one of my, one of the other kids, I couldn't tell you who to save my life, but one of the other kids has done a painting. We are all painting. Banksias, and one of the kids has just done it in this like really weird different way and i still remember exactly how that painting of this yellow banksia that we all did looked and how it was so different from everyone else's and i was like well that's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that next time i'm gonna you know try and seek out that thing that's a little bit obscure and a little bit different um so yeah it was uh, a, a nameless kid from my grade, I don't know, three or four art class who just did this really lovely painting of a Banksia that is like, for some reason, one of my core memories. Yeah, can I give you some insight, right, to that? Sure, please. So that memory that you have mm -hmm. of, I call you Zadie, but it's Zade. But Zade, yeah. You can, yeah. You can, you can call me Zadie if you like. Some call people call Zadie. me Zadie. Yeah, that's yeah. allowed. <laughs> so that's like little Zadie inside of you, right? That's like right. your anchor uh -huh. point, dude. Right. Okay. Sure. That's an that anchor is point. Your anchor I see point. that. I understand that. Yep. <laughs> no, totally. Like if you're looking yeah. for anything, it's right there. <laughs> that's something. Yeah. So what do I. You yeah, explore little Zadie. little Zadie and you okay. see what little Zadie needs. Like if you're mm -hmm. feeling really upset that, mm -hmm. you know, you're not making anything or things that coming across like how they should or whatever, mm -hmm. or if you've got like writer's block or whatever, you just need mm -hmm. to channel little Zadie and be like, yo, we're just going to fucking chill. And yeah, we're just, just going to make chill. something weird. Yeah. And think about Banksia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think about weird Banksias. <laughs> which i'd still paint i still paint weird banksias i'm painting a weird banksia right now for this show fluid forms so yeah oh, no, oh that's my that's my anchor point just coming through when i, I haven't even known what an anchor point is yeah nice mm. see this is incredible mm, mm. so the art world can be competitive and challenging to navigate. What advice mm -hmm. do you have for emerging artists looking to establish themselves? I don't know. Hey, what advice? What am I telling someone? How am I trying to motivate someone? I feel like a lot of young... Were, were you going to say something? What do you think? I was going to say, just think of what you would say to yourself when you were starting. If you could go mm. back in time and you could give yourself advice, what would it be? I don't know. I feel like what I would want to say is maybe different from what I would want to hear, if that makes sense. That's okay. Sometimes advice isn't what we want to hear. Mm, that's true. 
That's true. Oh. Like if you're truly being a good friend, sometimes the best advice is the worst advice that they don't yeah, want to know. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be like, uh, yeah, the, if I was being like a a true friend and I was calling myself out, I'd be like, you need a, you need a, you need to just cool your jets a bit, son. You just need a just need to approach this with a more level head um and really really think about why you're doing this and why you're getting into this because it's not gonna it's not all gonna be all novel novelty and not as a as a way of i guess deterring myself from doing it but being like hey this is going to be a lot of a lot of work and a lot of devotion and you better be ready for that. And if you are, then good. But it's, you know, get ready, get ready to do the work. Yeah. Mm. No bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. We're kind of coming to the end now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've plugged your exhibition coming up, but mm-hmm. is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that you're excited with, like a project mm. or collaboration? Mm. Or do you have like anything coming out on your storefront? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been focusing obviously a lot of my time and energy on the upcoming exhibition. Aleha, my housemate, and I are planning another group show for the end of the year, which we are is still in its infancy but we're really excited about because that was kind of we started with the group shows and we haven't actually done one this year so we're going to do a big one to kind of exactly end the year and yeah just have a big blowout and have all our friends there and everyone who in brisbane who loves art and yeah just display some epic art and have a great big fat party yeah nice and where was that happening Mm. i think i missed that did you say where was we the group show no Mm -hmm. to location to be confirmed tbc okay cool yeah 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 we're still still kind of in the planning phases uh we've got a few spots it will very likely be in West End though. We'll keep it local. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, can artists apply or are you guys just seeking them out? What What's the go with that? Yeah, art, artists will definitely be able to apply. It'll be a, a, a blend of both. We'll put a call out out and there'll probably be a, a few artists that we, we reach out to as well. But yeah, keep an eye out for that on our A to Z Instagram for any artists who would potentially be interested in being involved. Um, we've already had a couple of messages, which is just I don't know, really nice seeing people that kind of want to be involved with what we're doing. So yeah, just trying to grow the community in Brisbane a little bit more. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm. Now that the borders have opened, the community has kind of fluctuated a little bit, I feel. Yeah. Everyone's traveling. Yeah, you're right. It's It was interesting during COVID because everyone that was here was here and the people that were here wanted to make something happen. And, you know, people weren't really looking elsewhere. Everyone was really kind of focused on what was happening here. And, yeah, it's just part of that transitionary phase that the whole city 
country world seems to be going through right now. Yeah. 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 We also have the trauma from COVID though. So yeah. yeah. Never forget her, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, it's be... can't help but laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh, is this the gonna be like the defining quick like quality of our of our generation's history? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zadie, it was, yeah. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, 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 I do love a lot of the art that's come out of COVID, though. Um, a lot of the, like, COVID-specific related art, I think is a lot of it's um, really smart and, and interesting. And um, there's just a lot of great observations that people kind of made about the world during that time. Yeah, like what? What's an example of that? I think, like the idea of like connectivity and and community and how you can band together with people even if you're not physically present with them, and how you know our relationships with people kind of transcend time and space, and they persist. They persist through all kinds of setbacks and undesirable things mm-hmm. mm. yeah shit i've just gone dissociated and just gone straight back to fucking covid <laughs> <laughs> ah we're back it's we're happening back. again no it's like that yeah. meme like akira and it's like no yeah. oh my god stop <laughs> i love akira classic yeah um well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on the potty. You are a ledge. And, um, of course, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thanks check for out Lady's stuff. No, you're a yeah. good Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. If you liked this episode, you can share, rate on your listening app, or follow me on Instagram. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited in Menjin, Brisbane. 1-800-MAD-BUT would like to pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you.